celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. And the whole gang is here. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dog Father Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, animal communicator Joy Turner, pet travel expert Susan Sims, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, toll-free. Let's hit back the phones at 1-866-405-8405. We have Don. Hi, Don. Hi. What's up? What's up? I have a question. Okay. For the vet. She's right here. I have, a, I have a cat. Well, actually, I have two cats. I have an older cat uh, that's about 14 years old, and I have a cat that's about a year, almost a year and a half old. And this cat was a throwaway. Um, she came to me at about four weeks old, a little too early. Um, and she was also the runt of the litter. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but she refuses to have her claws clipped without what I would consider abuse <laughs> to the animal. <laughs> and okay. I mean, I, I literally have to like grab her and put her between my legs and squeeze her little paws, and I don't want to <laughs> do it. it. It hurts me more than it hurts her. Okay. All right. So it's not going well, and I'm assuming you're wanting to find out the way to do this, the trick, yep. right? The trick. Okay. The, the, the easy way is she doesn't howl like the devil. Okay. The first thing that I'm going to say is that she's a cat, not a dog. So we have to approach cats a bit differently when we want to train them to accept some something that they might find unpleasant. So you really need to small little bits. Try not to try to overpower her physically because that never goes over well with cats. In the veterinary world, it always ends up in a no world situation. <laughs> so you come at it and you, in the cat's eyes, go slowly. And I would say some soft restraint is helpful. And that was, just my, kind that of was pr- my last resort. I mean, I, I tried um, from from a very young kitten, I tried of just approaching her, you know, when she was sleeping and doing a little bit and and she would just rip, pull her hands away without any, okay. you know, with the slightest uh, nippers near her. <laughs> okay. She saw, and, she and saw that's what. Coming. That's where we need to focus our attention. Before you even pull those clippers out, we need to use paw therapy. So basically, that is what your job is. You may need to take her to the veterinarian to get the nails trimmed or to the groomer. Um, but at this time, your job is to make her like you touching her feet. And that should be the only thing you try to do. So trimming her nails is not going to be on the close horizon then. That's going to mean getting some of her favorite treats. That's going to mean getting what she likes. Does she like to be brushed? Does she like chin rubs? Those are the things you want to do. Do at the time that you touch her feet or even approach them. Do not go further than that step until she finds that somewhat okay. If you try to push it and start restraining her and holding those feet and squeezing the nail, she's not going to go for it. Eventually, we hope to get to that point and make that more more pleasant for her. When you do get to that point, my number one tips for actually trimming the nails in cats are that a lot of people don't hold the nail still enough. So you need to hold your thumb and forefinger on the actual base of the nail, squeeze so that claw comes out, and you cut quickly and sharply with a nice, sharp set of toenail trimmers. Your preference. I usually like the little scissor handle versus the guillotine ones. I would not advise using the vibrating trimmers for this kitty because it does not sound like that would be anything she'd even entertain. And some people will even use just large human toenail nippers if the kitties have real small or um, narrow nails. That might even be an option, but that may be weeks or months down the road for you. So remember, don't push it, and you really want to make this a pleasant experience. Reward her with those little baby steps along the way. So 
best of wish with you there, Don. I know it's a hard thing. Cats are not dogs, so let's not treat them like one. We had the same problem here at Animal Radio, and we decided just to do one paw or one nail at a time. And that uh, that was enough to, to keep our cats from getting overwhelmed. But it can be done. It can be done slowly. Getting them paw friendly. Hey, listen, if you want to talk with any one of the Dream Team right now, we're all here for you. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Most dogs not bad. They just need Vlad. Once we go Russian, dogs stop fastening. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole dream team is here at 1-866-405-8405. We have Dr. Debbie. She's answering your vet medical questions. And if you're new to Animal Radio, then you don't know that she's actually our vet, too. So, you know, we unleash her on the nation because we trust her. Dog father Joey Villani, well, he grooms our animals, too. And he does a great job doing that. And he can help you. He has a tip coming up in just a few minutes. Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire, if you get into that spiritual thing. As well as Susan Sims and, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, to help you with your dog issues. And let's do a little helping with your dog issue right now. We have Rich on the phone. Hey, Rich. Hi, how you doing? Good. Where are you? Uh, right now I'm in South Carolina. So- I'm a driver. You're a driver. OTR. Okay. Do you travel with your dog? No, I don't. Unfortunately, she's quite a nice dog, but I, I don't do that. Okay. Well, I have Lottie here. I understand you have some dog behavior problems. What's going on? Well, she's about a year old. She was a year old in the end of June. Rich, and, you're um, with me, and please tell me, who is she? Oh, her name is DC. It's, it's still same in nothing. What is your dog's breed, age? Oh, well, it's a mix. She's about a year old, a little older um i i got her out of um, a group of dogs that this lady was just giving away and supposedly so she's mm-hmm. yeah she was boxer and and um malamute but i don't see much malamute in her so more boxer okay she, and it's rich it's a very important for me to know you just gave me two very important piece of information Sometimes I need to figure out the things like KGB or uh, that's a new new nowadays, like a Russian spy ring uh, member. I need to find out really, really what is happening. And you tell me, uh, you telling me you have a boxer with Melamu, mostly boxer, and you kind of save that dog, rescue that dog, and pick what picked out of highway, whatever you say. That's important. So go ahead. Now I and I can really imagine what you're dealing with. So go ahead. What is your problem? Okay, she she, she mm-hmm. looks more like the boxer than the Malamute, actually. But uh, my problem is she's digging holes in the backyard, and I can't uh, I can't walk around without twisting an ankle once in a while. Yeah, because so, your backyard looks like artillery yeah. range, yeah, or after <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you know. Look like a bomb craters out there. <laughs> yeah, and it's more Malamu and huskier than the boxer. You know, boxer just like a, you know, they jump like on the people. You know, they love the kids and maybe the childish 
dogs. Now, let me ask you, is it happening when you are not home, I guess, yes? Yes, but my my wife's there all the time, so, um, but it's happening when she's there. Yeah, but it's happening when she's, if she's digging in her presence or in her absence. Um, well, we just let the dog out in the backyard and she goes on her way. Yeah, that's what I, that I assume. That's what you're doing. Uh, and honestly, yeah. this is the big misconception because a lot of people believe, you know, the dogs are social creatures. I can't believe my dog doesn't want to run around in the backyard. She always wants to be with me. If you have a problem, if you have a, not the problem, but the situation when the dog wants to be on her own, it means there is some problem in the relationship. It's number one. Number two, how would, what would I do in this situation? So I would like you really take, I'm, tell, I'm telling with authority, and I'm famous for think for one thing. All my suggestions works, but they works if you works. So okay. if you work. So number one. I want you I want you to mark mark your backyard and you don't need to pee or you know do in other things in your backyard in order to do that all what you can do by uh having collision collar and I would use in your situation definitely German uh Herm Springer pinch collar with quick release uh the best doctrining collar which is exist basically for your situation in six foot leash and I would ask your your wife two times per day get that dog it doesn't take too much it takes just 15 minutes two times per day get your dog in the backyard walk her through the backyard make sure not the dog walks you reach you walk your dog it means if she's ahead of you you need to do reverse direction and snap the leash you can go on YouTube Type Russian dog wizard and you can see all those techniques. But I really want you, or, or, or you also can order my DVD, Obedience for Life. But I really would like you to do a little bit obedience training in your backyard. Because by doing this, you mark your territory. Now it's not your dog's. In the dog's mind, you know, she, she will think twice before start to dig in your territory. They are very territorial dogs. It's number one. Number two, I would definitely... Uh, supply your dog a few new interactive toys. I would go to the good pet store in your area and, uh, you know, ask the people about out, out, outdoors interactive toys. What I mean by interactive toys? It's like when the dog is playing, rotating, some treats is coming and things like that. You can also break some uh, treats in maybe 20, 40, 50 pieces and just spread around your backyard. Of course, if your backyard is safe and you don't have uh, you know, little items when the dog can swallow together with uh, treats. Um, so I would really get these things going on so the dog would be, be entertain, entertained, uh, provide some entertainment for him in your backyard. I would train him in your backyard. And after that, you know, if it's continued to dig... I would just do setup. I would basically would be spying on him like FBI. I would go on the second floor if you guys have or on the first floor and just waiting for that moment when he is digging. And when he starts to dig, uh, if you want to use remote controllable devices, it will help like uh, citronella oil spray commander or electronic collar, uh, push the button the right time. 
Or if you don't want to purchase those, want to save your money, you can use uh, throwing uh, light objects, not the tables or chairs, like a penny can with five, six pennies, not the quarters, not the um, landscaping stones inside. Very light to startle your dog, uh, you know, just to get attention. So you spy the dog dick, you suddenly appear, make the noise, toss it, boy. Two, three times, you catch your dog in the action, you're done with this problem. So everything which I said to, do, to you, I would do it in combination. I would do all those three things together. Okay. And I would do it for one, two weeks, and you're done with this problem. Mm. Good luck, Rich. one 405 If you still have troubles, you can call back. You know, we do follow-ups toll-free. Yeah, okay. I appreciate okay, it. I'll probably get his DVD. It sounds like that might help, too. It's a great DVD, and you know what? A lot of people ask for it, so we're going to put a link over at the website at animalradio.com uh, for Vlade's DVD, Obedience for Life. one 405 right now. Stella and Chewies. Stella. Doesn't that sound like an Italian name? Yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies, and it's the food that our finicky dog, Ladybug, eats. Our little diva. It's a, a raw diet that's in a patty. It's a freeze-dried patty, mm-hmm. and you put a little water on it, and it, it puffs up, and she eats it, and then she begs for more. We can't keep up with the demand, frankly. <laughs> that's why we had to get them on as a sponsor, you see? You know, I just want to say she's finally tipped the scale at seven pounds because of Stella and Chewies. So when you're thinking about what kind of food you want to feed your animals, think about Stella and Chewies. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat, raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. If you want to get a sample, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. And there's all the information. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll send you a sample. All the uh, information, the address, there at the website. Stella and Chewies. Visit their website at StellaandChewies.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Your trips to the pet store are over. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet where you can browse by brands and find the items you need at discount prices. With PetFlow.com, you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. No last-minute trips carrying heavy pet food. Eliminate the hassle of buying pet food. Get free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. 
Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Butterscotch, a 14-year-old tabby, started out his life living on the streets of South Burlington, Vermont. But now he spends his day at a posh hotel, often sleeping on a leather chair in front of a fireplace. Patrick Benner adopted Butterscotch from the Humane Society eight years ago and was surprised to learn what his cat was up to. According to the staff at Hawthorne Suites, Butterscotch shows up every day at 7 a.m. and leaves at 6, almost like he's coming in for work. He sometimes lounges on the front desk or escorts the new arrivals with their bags. Luckily, it's a pet-friendly hotel. Repeat guests sometimes ask if that cat's still there when they make reservations, and Butterscotch frequently gets high marks on guest comment cards. Owner Benner says he believes Butterscotch must have lived the high life in one of his past cat lives. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner, pet travel expert Susan Sims, and of course Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. You're not mad because I'm harsh in your diet, Doctor Debbie? Are you? Absolutely not. Just don't tell my husband. <laughs> your husband doesn't listen, but he, he's got to know you have a diet Pepsi in one hand and a Snickers bar in the other. Hand. But you know, it balances. It really does. You know, I worked hard on that elliptical trainer this morning, and I feel entitled. And I needed a little bit of boost, actually. Yeah. See, the Diet Pepsi balances the Snickers. I understand. One balances the other. Okay. Like a cheeseburger with a Diet Soda. It I works out. <laughs> Hi, Shelba. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on in your part of the world? Oh, it's cold and snowing, and my animals have got whipworm. Whipworm. What is that, yeah, doctor? I've got 39 cats and 17 dogs, and everybody's throwing up and diarrhea. I took a couple to the vet. They had a bad case of whipworms. The medicine cost over $300. I've been giving it to them, and all they do is puke now and diarrhea. Oh, no. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, whipworms, and, and how you asked what they are. They're, they're basically a parasite um, that just kind of lives in the lower bowel and can cause um, uh, diarrhea. It can cause cramping, pain. Um, some dogs and cats will even have uh, low red blood cell counts. They may Whoa. be anemic or have protein losses from them. So, yeah, they can be actually, you know, a bad parasite, and they're very tough to get rid of. So you're having. Is this right? a, 
well, in contagious, but these little suckers, they pass an egg, and the eggs live in the environment. Or I shouldn't say they live. They can sit in the environment for very long periods of time, yeah. and they're very resistant, and that's the big problem. So I don't know. Is this a new problem for you, Shelba, or is, has that been yeah, ongoing? But, yeah, it is. When I, when I left California, my animals were all fine. I run a rescue league. And I just save animals, and everybody's been fine. I had everybody checked before I left. It's shots and everything. And now I come into this, and I got down here, and now all the kids are sick and diarrhea. And then the doctor says they got whipworms. My little chihuahua was ripped up by a stray dog. He lived, but it cost me $2,000 to rip the stomach and everything out of him. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's lucky to be with you there at this point. So as far as in dealing with things like whipworms, uh, now, you're in a pretty unique situation there with that many critters. So um, you may have to really modify and kind of work with your veterinarian as far as with what is going to work on your end. But for the average person with one or two pets or a few animals, basically um, with dogs, what I recommend is to make sure that they are on a monthly heartworm preventative and that also, um, there are several types that also take care of controlling for whipworms on a monthly basis. And one of the, one that I can easily recommend is the Advantage Multi, and it's actually a spot-on product. But we realize we are not going to get rid of the whipworms. We're going to try to control them. And right. um, that is being totally realistic with our expectations. And a lot of folks that have these recurrent problems, I will set the pet up on a um, also an oral deworming protocol every three months. So we treat with it a different type of dewormer, and we do that every three months, no matter what, no matter if the pets are healthy or if they are not showing any signs of any problems. Um, So it it is a really tough strategy. I've had people ask me, what can I do to get rid of them in my yard? And, uh, you know, you can take a flamethrower to your yard, and you'll probably still have these critters kind of laying around there just waiting to um, uh, develop into the actual uh, uh, infective forms and so forth. So, yeah. It is a uh, battle. That advantage is expensive, isn't it? <laughs> it? It can be, you know, when you're when you're talking, you know, what do you have? You know, fifty some animals. It definitely yeah, that can add up. Forty-seven cats and twenty-nine dogs and nine birds and oh, and a 10 iguana. Yeah, uh, and you know, iguana when, get it, really? What's that? Will the iguana get the whipworms too? You think? For the birds? Potentially, the but because they're doing good either. The water here is terrible. There's rust in it. Oh dear! And I think oh, that's gosh. where they got it from because they didn't have nothing when we got here. Uh, it yeah. To be well, I mean, the water would be one source, but this is something that's totally environmental. So um, it could be from previous pets that have resided in that area, from wild dogs that have walked through and defecated in the area. So so it's probably going to be very hard to impossible to say where it actually started from. So I wouldn't bog yourself down with that. Um, now, the other things we might look at, when we're, especially when we're dealing with a larger population or a population of young dogs and kittens, um, would be to try probiotics, things that can help stimulate a healthy immune response, and that can be very helpful um, when we're dealing with some of the chronic parasite infections. Um, and those can be, talk to your veterinarian, there's a lot of different products out there, powders, um, some different gels or liquids, and that basically just kind of helps improve the pet's immune system. Uh, we know that the, the GI system is basically where a lot of the different uh, immune receptors are, so we want to try to keep that as healthy as possible, and it'll 
hopefully translate into um, helping equip them for that battle against those critters. So um, my my best wishes go out to you there because um, you do have a daunting task. And, you know, I know you're doing a rescue, but sometimes even uh, closing the population to incoming pets and trying to make sure we deal with everyone who's in there and try to deal with them and maybe even thin out the herd a little bit once you get them placed into homes or adopted. Um, that social uh, stress can also help with some of these problems. So. My Shella, best wishes to you. All of our blessings for you. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. I have a call for Joy Turner right now. We have John. Hi, John. How are you? Ah, that is best to be expected, I guess. Oh, no. Uh, hopefully we can help you. I just wanted to ask her, what, how's my dog think about his life in this truck? Okay, and tell me, his, his, tell me his name again. Dundee. Dundee, and Dundee's a dog? Yes. Okay. He's an Australian Shepherd. He says, well, he has a little bit of mixed feelings about the truck. He likes going different places. He thinks you know that. He likes being with you. He thinks that you know that. And he likes exercise. And he wants to know if that answers your question. He's not getting enough exercise. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go running some more. That's pretty much it. Yeah, he he's fine. He just needs more exercise. We don't run as much as we used to because my ankles, oh, things the VA says there's nothing wrong with you, but every once in a while it just goes out, so you can't go running as much as I used to. Have you tried something like bicycling? Uh, I've been trying to figure out a way to pack a bicycle on a truck where it won't be destroyed or stolen. Oh, that I haven't come up with a, I haven't come up with one yet because I think about thought about putting one on the back there. Does he? Does he play fetch? He doesn't fetch. He'll chase it. Okay, there it is. Yeah, he doesn't see any point in that set. game. He doesn't see any point in that game, John. He, he thinks does. that if you want to throw something for him and you expect him to go get it and bring it back, if you want to throw it away from you, then you ought to go get it and bring it back. <laughs> Your dog's got quite an attitude there. Yeah, he goes up, he's, he looks at it, and he's, he's through, this is where, okay, this is where it's not. Well, he thinks that's his job, is to point it out, and he thinks if you're silly enough to keep throwing it away from you, then you must not really want it. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that's a, it's kind of a strange one, because he'll fetch one uh, in the house with his sister, does it? Well, that's because he's got competition, he says. Yeah, that's the competition, yeah. yeah. And he can't let her beat him. Oh, come hopefully, on, boy. Hopefully that answers some questions there. Is it possible to see an animal's spirit after it dies? Absolutely. It's possible to talk with it. It's possible to see him. It's possible to feel him. One of our dogs, when I had to put him down myself, he could have sworn that night that he was right next to me. Uh huh. They do that quite often. Twilight. Yeah. That happens since just the one time. Well, often what they'll do, and I could talk to that one specifically for you if you wanted to tell me his name. Um, Buster? Buster. Oh, Buster is very enthusiastic. What kind of a dog was Buster? We're not sure. Sharpay Rottweiler or Sharpay Labrador. He's very enthusiastic in my mind, and he wants you to be sure that you understand he has no bad feelings. About what needed to happen. I had to put him down. He didn't. He was. It looked like he was in too much pain. 
Yeah, and he just wants you to know he has no bad feelings about any of that. He actually appreciated the amount of love that you had for him to be able to help him like that. And he said he did want you to know that everything was fine. That's why he came back to you then. Seemed like he was, I had this feeling that he was happy. He was. He says, and he thinks that it would be great if you and anybody else that's listening has one really clear understanding about something. Whenever anything leaves their physical body and their spirit goes, and what we would call crossover or some people call it die, which to me is not an accurate name because the body doesn't continue to live, but the being does. So he wants people to understand that being in a physical body is, in a way, hard work. So whenever you're released from it, whether someone helps like you did or whether you just leave it on your own, it's always a huge feeling of release and freedom and comfort in ways that we don't even understand here. <laughs> so they're always very happy. They, he says sometimes some beings aren't all that happy because you're sad. But mostly, it's always the greatest feeling in the entire world. He goes, well, that's kind of a funny pun because it's not actually in this world, but he thinks you understand what he means. It's actually the greatest feeling to not be tethered to your physical body anymore. Although you love it when you're in it, and you love it when you're out of it, it still feels great when you're out of it. I'm telling you, with my body, you wouldn't want to be in it. I, 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 no! I, no, you wouldn't want one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming back at you with another party animal segment. Animal Radio, baby, because you're demanding it. Thanks for all of the emails I've been getting from people who are like, this should be a TV show. This should be Vinnie Penn's Animal Radio. All of you people out there saying that you want it extended to being a full half hour long and an hour. All right, nobody's emailed me in this regard. Uh, but you can email me at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. Okay, this week's topic, very uh, true story. True story. Um, no exaggeration here. We've been having a problem in my neighborhood for the past couple of summers. With uh, We've been plagued by skunks. I've been having a real skunk problem. Uh, the stench could, ju- you know, from them just firing off their skunk lasers in the middle of the night could wake you from a sound sleep at three in the morning. I even set trap. I, I had to, I hate to do it. I, I you know, I didn't want anything destroyed. I, 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 I'll plead the fifth or, or just say but it's naivete i don't know how this goes but i did have someone come out and set a trap for the skunk i mean i have two small children it was waking the stench was the stank was waking us up every night lo and behold one day a couple of weeks ago i hear kerplunk in the middle of the day in the pool in the backyard i look out the skunk has fallen in the pool in the middle of the day, which suggests rabies. Am I right? Is that urban myth? Is, is that a wives' tale? I heard of a skunk or a raccoon. If you see him in the middle of the day, chances are very good that they, these are nocturnal creatures to a degree, uh, so they could be rabid. I don't know if that's urban myth or not. But he felt falls in the pool. 
So I stand, I'm an animal lover. I stand there and I think, this is it. I just gotta, this is how it's gonna have to end. I'm just gonna have to let him, you know, there was a trap in the yard. I'm just gonna have to let him go this way. But I couldn't take it. I couldn't take being in the house and there's an animal splishing and splashing around in my pool. So I went and I told my wife, I said, we've finally resolved the skunk issue. It's in the pool right now. And she said, what? She looked at me kind of funny. I said, I know, I hate that it has to wind up this way. But, uh, you know, it's finally going to solve the issue. The skunk has been, you know, terrorizing the neighborhood. So I just left the room, didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I heard the sliding glass door open and close. I look out the window, and my wife is out there with the pool skimmer. True story, hand to God. And fishes the big, fat, stinky skunk out of our pool. Now, there's a part of me that's livid because this issue for three summers is finally resolved and she's fishing it. So I'm thinking, I want to see that tail come up and this rabid skunk just blast her because then she'd have to take a bath in tomato juice, too, which would be kind of sexy, actually, to me. But I'm into some strange stuff. And little build, I swear, it's like she, she dropped it off in the lawn. It's like the skunk was like Pepe Le Pew or something. It just looked at her and said... Mm, thank you, my chérie. He just gave her a wink. I swear, I think I saw the skunk wink and took off. How would you feel? How would you feel if the skunk was plaguing your neighborhood, fell into a neighbor's pool, pool, the issue could have finally been resolved, and some little house on the prairie weaned housewife had to save it with the pool skimmer? You let me know. Vinnie Penn. Party Animal on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Welcome back. This is Susan Sims for Phyto-Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. Now, my next guest is Jackie Bettini from Neater Feeder. And she's on the line to tell us about a unique and mess-free way to feed our pets. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. I love this product. Now, why did you develop the Neater Feeder? Well, it was actually developed because we, uh, my husband and I have probably two of the sloppiest dogs on the planet. And one day he walked into the laundry room and it happened to be a, a, a culmination of a whole bunch of things happened at one time. And he walked in to clean the laundry room out and he was like, Oh, my gosh, how do you deal with this mess every day? We've got four kids and these two dogs, and the food was spilled in with a dirty laundry, and it was just overwhelming. <laughs> and he's like, there's got to be a better way. You can't be living like this. How do you do this? So he ran out to the store to try to find that better way. He could not find it anywhere. So it, that's kind of how the whole process started, and it just became a, a project of his to create something that will really help maintain that mess that most pet owners have. It truly is brilliant. I can't really describe it. People will, will need to go to your website, neaterfeeder.com. But what makes this different than other raised feeders that are on the market? Well, what makes it different is that it's really the only, only feeder out there that actually manages the mess around those pet bowls. And how it works is it's a two-part system with a splash guard around the back. So what it does, first it will capture any spill or splash that is made from the slobbering dog, that is over-aggressive eater or drinker, and all that food that comes out of the mouth. It's going to capture all that mess. The second thing it does, it actually separates that mess. So we've got a slope channel between the two bowls, and then we've got this colander-like filtering system. So any water that is splashed out or slobber that it comes off the dog's mouth or, or cats playing with their water or whatever, 
will be channeled down those slope channels through the filtering system and will be held in a lower containment system off your floors, off your walls, you know, all contained nice and neat so you can get to it. The other great thing about it is that any food that is spilled is now held in the upper reservoir. What's really nice about that, it really takes away that mush that goes on when you have the food spill and the water spill mixed together. It really separates that. So what's great about that also is that the food can be reused. So we save a lot of money on food, and besides the damage to your home, we're also saving money that way, too. I think it's a great, great invention. I, I can't say enough great things about it. So, And I understand you have a gift for one of our lucky listeners. We do. Absolutely. I would love to be able to give one of your listeners a neater feeder. I would just need to know what size they would need because, you know, we do need to fit it perfectly for their pet. And we would love to send one out to uh, one of your listeners. Well, thank you very much. So be the first caller at 1-866-405-8405, and you will receive the Neater Feeder. Once again, that number is one 866 405 Thanks, Jackie, for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for having me. For more information, log on to NeaterFeeder.com. And that's it for Fido Friendly Travel Talk. For more information on today's show or just about traveling with Fido, you can pick up a copy of Fido Friendly Magazine at Borders, Barnes & Nobles, Hastings, or save a tree and subscribe to our online version at FidoFriendly.com. Until next time, travel safe and leave no dog behind. This is Susan Sims for Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. We're going to head to the phones uh, for Dr. Debbie right now. I, I believe we have another Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Where are you today? Right now, I'm in Wyoming. You travel with your uh, animal? Are you a trucker? I'm a trucker, but uh, my animal stays at home with his dad. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. It gets a little rest there. Well, Dr. Debbie's <laughs> here it. to help you with your dog. Well, I have a six-year-old Shih Tzu, and he picks up a toy, and he runs circles around the dinner table. <laughs> now, he'll do that for about an hour. He'll stop. He'll piddle, and he'll keep right on running. If I run in the, Yeah, I'll chase him out the door. He'll turn right around, come back in, and circle around the table again. Okay. Now, is this happening while you're eating them? No. It happens all day long. After he's fed, he lays down, and he doesn't do it anymore. Huh. So if he does this, then you take him out, do you feed him? No, not always. I only feed him once a day. I'm just trying to figure out what's happening at the time when he's doing this, if he's just kind of hanging out and he sees his toy and he says, oh, I'm going to pick up this toy, or if he's presented that toy for, for some special purpose. No, he just runs and finds it and starts running around the table. <laughs> it's, okay. it's the and, strangest thing. <laughs> and how do you respond or what are you doing when you notice him doing this? I could be sitting there watching TV and he'll just start doing it. But what do you do after he starts doing that? I usually just let him do it. My husband knows what's going to happen, and he tries to chase him outside. Can I, can I just, I want to clarify this. He he picks up his toy, he runs around, and then he piddles? He's peeing yep. after, after he does this? Yep. He'll run around the table for maybe a half hour. He'll stop, he'll piddle, and he'll just keep right on running. Uh, I, I did not hear the piddle. That, I didn't so. hear it either, and that's why I wanted to clarify it. 
Okay, all yeah. right. Well, that's definitely a little bit more concerning, because at first I was thinking this was an attention-seeking behavior where he was doing this behavior in the hopes of getting you guys off the couch or away from the TV and chasing him, because that's certainly one possible motivation for that kind of peculiar behavior. But when we throw urination in there, I, w- I guess my veterinary head comes up, ding, and, and I would definitely want to check out this young man's um, urinary tract and see if there's any issues that might be going on. And I have seen some dogs that can have problems with either infections or even possibly stones where they try to verbalize uh, this issue in some way. And it's hard for them. They're not used to talking to us. So in some ways, they can find something that is a soothing or comforting item. And that might be his toy. It might be you. Some people, you know, the dog will seek out them. But I would say that this behavior might get me first alerted to checking out for any kind of urinary problem. And then work from there. If we can clear out that there's no health problem medically, then I might talk about, you know, there's different ways to uh, work on calm behavior rewards, um, maybe avoiding this toy um, or giving a substitute toy that maybe won't elicit that same behavior. But um, I'm going to say here that I really think we need to go um, check out the pee, if you will. <laughs> oh, okay. Shih Tzus definitely can have some problems with types of bladder stones in, potential, in, in particular. So that's just kind of one of the big reasons why that just comes to my mind there. Okay. Have it checked out, Debbie. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetFlow.com. PetFlow, P-E-T-F-L-O-W. And it's important that you know this. You can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. PetFlow has over 70 brands, probably what you're looking for, the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet. Best of all, Get free shipping on every order over $59. All you have to do is enter the coupon code RADIO at www.petflow.com. You want to get, and they also deliver litter now. Is that correct? Yes, they Cat do. Litter. I'm thinking about that. I checked it out, and their prices were very comparable, and that means I don't have to lug that stuff home. You do good work, and we appreciate you sponsoring Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Feels like time's running out. Maxed out on your credit cards, collection calls are coming every day, and you're two payments behind on your mortgage. You need help. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. 
Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hi, this is Park Overall. I'm just thrilled about animal radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Please. It's almost time for your Dodge Journey pet destination. Tell us where you like to take your pets. Do you have a special place that you like to take your pet? Give us a call. At one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for the Dodge Journey Pet Destination. Of course, why not take them to your favorite pet destination in a Dodge Journey? They won the two thousand ten Pet Safe Choice Award. They have those fold down stain resistant seats, a chill zone glove box cooler for your drinks, and multiple storage options with uh, removable washable liners. And I like this. Oh, so do I. Your dog. Very pet friendly there. Hey. You see, I know you. Dr. Debbie, you're always traveling with your animals, your dog. They look kind of big, tailless, but big. And <laughs> they probably make a mess of the car. With these liners, you can take these liners out and wash them and then just snap them right back in. And, uh, you know, for me, it's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. Let's go to the phones, one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? My name's John Hanson from Clinton, Iowa. Don in Clinton, Iowa, are you listening on KROS? As a matter of fact, I am. Very good. Okay, so where's your pet destination? Where's the place you like to take your dog or cat or iguana? Or, you know, we're not species here. Where where do you like to take your pet the most? Well, we've got a nice uh, thing, dog park up at Eagle Point Park. Great big dog park run. And you can also uh, walk your pets on the on the levee. That goes all the way up and down the, the the river here locally. It's a real nice place to walk. Okay, so my what's daughter's. The, I'm sorry. What's but, what's the name of the park again? Eagle Eagle Point Park. There's all these kinds all kinds of eagles flying around in the fall. And you were saying hundreds about, of eagles will be fishing in the river in the fall. Wow! Wow! That's, uh, you'll love that. And yeah, it's our national bird. Your daughter loves to go out there too. Oh, they go up there all the time. They both they have a, a mini dachshund and a bichon freeze. And they love them. They're all good little dogs. Well, there's a train going by. It's getting noisy. I love your show. Thanks a lot. Well, hold on a second. Don't go because uh, we have stuff for your dog, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Today's Dodge Journey Pet Destination brought to us by John. It's Eagle Point Park in Clinton, Iowa. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
Your trips to the pet store are over. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet where you can browse by brands and find the items you need at discount prices. With PetFlow.com, you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. No last-minute trips carrying heavy pet food. Eliminate the hassle of buying pet food. Get free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Joey, you were telling us a few minutes ago that if you bathe your cat or your dog for fleas, that you got to start at their head because those fleas will hide in the ears. What's the deal? The, the fleas will go anywhere away from whatever product that you're putting on your pet. So what's going to happen is if if there's if there's an opening that they can get in and where the shampoo or whatever spray or powder you're using um, is not going to reach them, they'll go in that direction and then eventually creep back down on your pet. So some Sometimes you think that you've got it taken care of, and you really don't. Hmm. So start with the head so they run in the other direction. Then eventually you sneak up on them and you get them. They're smart, aren't they? You know, that's smarter than you think, I guess, you know. <laughs> I, I guess I guess it, I, it probably would say something in, in, in a gentleman's book as well. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's life cycle. they got to figure out a way how to survive as well. And um, they figured it out um, even with um, chemicals that we're using. I will escort a spider out of the house, yet I will kill a flea. So I don't know if I'm hypocritical in that way, <laughs> but I do think most uh, animals and insects are all divine. While all of the Dream Team is mostly off during the week uh, doing television, some kind of self-fulfilling uh, product <laughs> or project, whether it be TV like Joey uh, doing their TV shows, mm-hmm. not Dr. Debbie. She's in doing more selfless stuff. She's uh, you're going to be at a uh, exhibit this week with uh, this, yeah. with your what is it your disaster team? I'm sorry, I forgot what you call it. I know you, you don't listen, Hal. No, I do no. listen. I just don't absorb what I. <laughs> Here. Judy's going to back me up on this one. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to um, a pet event. It's a -a walk-a-thon that people take their dogs out to, and I'm actually manning a booth um, talking about disaster preparedness for pets. And um, I'll be shining my little sunny face out there and handing out information on how pet owners can prepare that disaster evacuation kit that if you get the call and you have to leave the house, you don't want to leave the pet behind, so you need to have a whole goodie bag of stuff to take with you. You know, we should post some of that information at the website. Do you mind if we steal some of that and put it over at AnimalRadio.com? You know, what what you all. need to put in the kit there for your disaster. And we see it more and more. I mean, with the, the earth's been shaking a lot out here. Yeah. don't know if you've noticed that. Everywhere. It seems like the earth is blowing up in smoke. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dolores. How are you? Fine, thank you. On that cheery note, is your part of the world blowing up or shaking or anything like that? No, not where I live. I live up in the mountains. Oh, that sounds beautiful and pristine. How are your animals? I was considering adopting two at the Humane Society, two cats, and they're about a year and a half old. And I'm very nervous about it. I haven't had a cat for a long time. I did have one, passed away. He was about 20 years old. Wow. Uh, but um, wow. 
I took care of him when he, when I first got him when he was a baby, just left on the doorstep. And then um, later on, in about ten years old, my sister uh, took care of him, and he really learned to love her. And so, uh, since I was traveling a lot, I left him with her, and then he just passed away when I was traveling. Mm. But this is the first time since then that I've thought of adopting uh, two cats. I've become really fond of them because I'm a volunteer at the Humane Society. Oh, well, fabulous. So tell me, what's your hesitation? You, you said you're, you're well, nervous, I'm nervous about, about Well, I'm nervous about the, uh, confine, the uh, confinement. Uh, uh, let's see, how can I put that? Well, I'm single. Uh, I have no children, and uh, I come and go as I choose. And when I had Coco, he was very young. I mean, I was younger, much younger, and I, I get a little nervous now because um, of just the confinement of it all, I, the responsibility of it all. And I really okay. become attached to these two little uh, cats and their uh-huh. brothers, and uh, they won't adopt separately, but I wouldn't want them separately after I thought about it. I would, well, sure. wouldn't want to separate them. So I guess my my question for you would be as far as, you know, if if you're worried about kind of being tied down or, you know, having the responsibility, is is that kind of what it is? Yes, it's nervousness. Okay. I have no one to talk to about it that I know. Okay, well, the doc is in, so hey. (laughs) So basically what I would, you know, kind of think about and put into your mind to think about would be, you know, what, what kind of absences are you going to have? Are you, if you would like to travel on weekends and get away for a short weekend and kind of do what you want, having two cats that are kind of already bonded together, that is a great situation because they have each other for company. And for short periods of time, cats can do wonderful without having that human kind of in the home and always present. Different than a dog because you can't leave your dog for three days inside the house unattended. So that, that actually would be an, a very good situation. So if you're looking at, you know, maybe longer spans of time, that might need to be something where you can consider, you know, some uh, cat care or somebody to come in as a pet sitter to help for longer stints. But, you know, for smaller... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, for smaller bouts of time, I, you know, I, I personally wouldn't have any hesitation about that because cats are, you know, somewhat independent. Um, they love their humans, but, um, you know, for a couple of days, you know, I don't see any problem with, um, you know, feeling guilty or worrying that you, you can't enjoy your life as you know it now. Well, there are part, would be apartment uh, cats. Uh, uh, the other cat I had years ago uh, was indoor, outdoor. I would let him out in the daytime, but at nighttime I would I would always bring him in, always bring okay. him in. And um, but I would not let these cats out here, where I'm at now. It just I just wouldn't do it. Uh, well, indoor cats going to live a longer life, you know. Coyotes, that. yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Now, in the one thing that you would maybe consider and, and how we can make an indoor cat's life more fulfilling is to add enrichment to the environment. So we really want to look for vertical purchase for them. You know, the reason we love the cat trees and cats love them is because they know that they enjoy going up at a higher zone and they can get a lookout. Um, so that is a very good social thing for them. So if you can provide that either in a cat tree or different uh, rest by windows, things 
things like that. That is a great enrichment for kitties, as well as, you know, all the other little fun things that they like, uh, the different toys, uh, the different uh, scratching posts and so forth. So, um, you know, you can add a lot to an indoor environment. And I know, Hal, you, you and Judy, we have the uh, outdoor kind of the cat uh, cat aquarium, but it's cattery. <laughs> so, yeah, you can add even things like that to windows that can help kind of give them more enrichment. So. What do you call that again, cat? A cattery, like putting up a fence outside where your cats can stay in and be safe, but still go outside and get fresh air and uh, maybe oh. even some grass. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dolores. Uh, if you do, go ahead and get them. Please send pictures. We love to see new pictures of our, our growing family of furry critters. Do you have your address on, on, the, uh, on the Internet? Yes, we do. It's uh, First, anyone can send something to us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. And then, of course, all of our individual addresses are over at the website at animalradio.com. Dolores, thank you so much for calling today. Good luck. Thank you. Good so luck. Bye-bye now. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole gang, Dr. Debbie here to answer your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Villani, animal communicator, Joey Turner. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here at your beck and call toll-free. Dr. Debbie is up at the plate right now at one 405 8405 We have Patricia on the phone. Hi, Patricia. Hi. How are you? Oh, very well, but I have a question, two questions that are kind of eluding me right now. Okay. Okay. Sounds challenging. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Um, I have indoor cats, and I I do a lot of now and then cat rescue, and I decided to let two of the rescued ferals stay in my backyard. And so the first question is, one of them I was told, I, I actually took them from a rescue group, and I was told that one of them may have FI, maybe FIV positive. Okay. And now she has turned into a little love bug and she wants to come in. <laughs> and <laughs> she comes up to me and rubs all over me and practically lets me pick her up. So I'm guessing she was somebody's pet and kind of reverted to a feral mindset. And now that she's had a place to be settled and good people taking care of her, she's going back to being friendly but when I open the door she tries to run in and um, <laughs> she knows what's good man she's on her way <laughs> she, she did she thank you <laughs> couldn't have said that better and so what would would it be a bad idea to let her come in if there is an FIV positive test is the and the other piece I'll throw on there is that I think I read I think I remember I think I heard that if they have had a uh, vaccine for FIV, their test may come up positive, but I am not sure about yeah. that. Yeah, and, and that kind of comes to like why we have the suspicion of FIV, which is also really known as feline immunodeficiency virus. So it's similar to kind of like the HIV virus in humans. So FIV in cats, yes, um, we can get some false positives, basically, from a cat that's previously been vaccinated. Um, now, there's... <laughs> reasons why people vaccinate, and this is just a side note, tends to be more in shelter cats, cats that are in high cat volume situations. It's not a real routine situation. So if we do get a a positive test, there are some confirming tests we can do to kind of reassure us if we may have that or not. Um, And this one was rescued from a shelter. Both of these were. 
Okay. So I guess the big thing is, you know, what's the risk with bringing this kitty into the home? Well, for FIV, it's typically spread through bite wounds between cats. So cats that live outdoors, that kind of have that fighting lifestyle, especially the male intact cats, they're the number one carriers of FIV. And in fact, 4% of outdoor feral cats are positive for FIV. 4%? So it, wow. Yeah. So if you want to make this kitty an indoor cat and you have existing cats, there's a slight risk of acquiring that inside the home. Now, if they fight and this cat bites yours, absolutely, we can contract FIV that way. But through casual contact, drinking out of the same water bowl, grooming behaviors, there's really not a high risk of transmission of the virus, wow. fortunately. Yeah, so, agreed. So, so that's a good thing. Now, any FIV-positive cat, if they are a pet, I definitely recommend to keep them indoors so we can help decrease the exposure to other cats outside. So, um, you know, this might be a dual win-win um, in, you know, not only rescuing this cat, but helping save some of those other ferals out there from becoming FIV-positive if they're not already. Yeah. But, you know, there's that slight risk for your kitty. So I, I, I would say, you know, you kind of have to recognize that and know your cats and see how they they interact, uh, whether or not this is a risk you'd want to take. Okay. Well, I really appreciate the information. Now I feel like I can make an informed decision. Good luck with that. I know how tough it is with ferals. We, we've brought in a few ferals ourselves. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Right now, you're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, and remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. (laughs) This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts. Al Abrams and Judy Francis. People with dogs are more likely to be in management positions. You know, dogs uh, breeds also, you know, uh, reflecting their owners' personalities. Really? And that could be, yeah, that could be another subject and topic in the future because, you know, people in this country, when they're getting the pets, uh, especially dogs, they are getting them as extension of their own (laughs) traits. Uh, They may not even know it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know because they want an easy life. You know, they, they, the people in this country, hard workers, they spend a lot of hours in their workplace. I mean, they don't have a 35 days vacation like we Europeans had. So they come home and they want to just get relaxed and they don't want to work hard. That's why they're getting something easy going. From their perspective, easy going and someone similar to them. So if there's somebody, for instance, or just, you know, somebody recently had some request to get their soulmates for one person and, uh, you know, she, she had a lab and she was a really, that lady was a lap, it means. I mean, she just served, served the, I mean, she just was the, just a great person. And uh, she was one to date a guy who was having golden. I said, ah, 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 at. You have to have someone who would have opposite breed than yours. Ah. For instance, yeah, because people, when they get the soulmates, they're also following the same trade. You get something similar. No, you you need to balance your weakness with the strength uh-huh. of your opponent. So the guy with German shopper or Rottweiler would be better better choice for that particular <laughs> idea. You see, you see, hell, I'm getting myself sometimes in so many businesses because I see the world from canine perspective. 
Listen, if you want to talk to Vlade right now, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, Eric, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. I got a problem with my two uh, dachshunds. Uh, oh, they're miniature, uh, short-haired dachshunds, and I have a problem with them going to the bathroom in the house. What do you think about that, Vladi? Oh, I, I I really feel about this very strong because dachshunds are problem child. There's two very problem childs. Um, I, you know, beside peeing and pooping, they have tendency to bite the people. Americans, pet owners, listen up. Uh, the, those dachshunds are the biggest threat to Americans because they're biting. Yeah, they're biting people much more than all in other breeds. But I they're mean, damn cute. They're damn well, cute. Yeah, one of that damn. Yeah, the dog doesn't bite because when the guy closes the door, he opens the window, of course, I guess, in your case. So let's talk about your housebreaking stuff. Uh, you know, dealing with housebreaking is very simple. Before I will tell you my suggestions, you know, because I don't want to use sounds like a Polish man, because Polish man always believes he knows everything. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russian man, he knows he knows everything. Polish man just thinking he knows everything. So I want to make sure the person who I'm speaking right now tells me what he is doing himself to help your problem. And after I will make the comments. So, Bill, please tell me, how are you trying to fix your problem? Uh, your I, rub problem? Their, I rub their nose in it, and I take them outside, and I show them where to go. But they still okay. won't go outside. Well, that rubbing the nose thing is kind of an old uh, wives' tale, isn't it? Uh, that's, yeah. that's no one yeah. does I, w- that. I, wish it w- I wish it would help, you know. I-, I-, I don't try to be gentle and sounds like this. We're not going to say rub on the nose because it's a bad thing to do. I am very pragmatic, you know. It just doesn't work, people, because it is a human's correction. It's not the canine corrections at all. Um, you know, you have a problem mostly with number one or number two? Number two. Oh, number two is much easier, my friend. It's really much easier. Here is what I would like you to do. Um, I would like you to... You have a two dachshunds, you said? I have two uh, short-haired dachshunds. I have a male and a female. Okay, and uh, both, of them do, uh, both of them do it or just one of them? Uh, as far as I can tell, both of them are starting to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. Okay, get please two little crates. Like for the cats, like very little one, you know, little one. I mean, it's it's twenty bucks per each, twenty four to be accurate. A little crate. I saw myself in the law. Yes, and I want to make sure very small crates, plastic one. Okay. Yeah. And I want to make sure you're gonna you're gonna clean, um, you're gonna clean uh, whole your house now because you don't know where the dog poops before, well. pooped before, heal the smell. And uh, keep them prevent keep him keep them from coming in the same spot and and poop it again, okay? Okay. After that, after that, I want to make sure you want to make sure you got to do synergistic and uh, you know complementary approach. Your approach to the things it's double punch approach. That's the one thing you got to do. Second thing, which you should do, if you know your dachshunds like to poop in one particular spot or in two particular well, it, spots. Well, it's the bathroom. Okay, it's a such a easy. It's a such easy things to do. You know why in the bathroom? Because this you are not spending with them time and uh, quality time in the bathroom, and they they divided your house in two parts. Uh, one part where they think they belong, they live, and second part where they think they should poop. Like your your house is a big crate. So what you need to do, you need to show them, hey, that little bathroom is my place too. You can do it by uh, getting them on the leash and collar, bringing them in that area. 
area in a little bit tell them sit stay or slightly maybe walk with them around in this particular area to mark this as your territory and after that very effective trick I want you to start to feed them uh-huh. in that area listen Bill dogs as the humans they don't like to eat Burger King or McDonald's or anything in the bathroom you know they want to eat it somewhere else so the dogs will never never poop and pee at least five six maybe even ten feet away from the area where they're eating so Vlade you're suggesting that Eric actually puts the the bowls the food bowls right in the bathroom where they went poop is that what you're saying exactly And, 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 and even even between the feeding the food bowls needs to be in that area Okay? okay, and after that, oh. just supervise them. You can't supervise them, put them in the crates. You oh. can't supervise them, they're not going to do it in your presence. And to start to feed them in the bathrooms and clean all area. And you will see magically, one, two weeks, if it's not going to happen again, they, they will stop pooping permanently. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let us you know. know yes. I'm doing this all the time, and it really works, but you have to listen. Like I said to you in the beginning, don't have this <laughs> attitude like a Polish man has, you know? You, you want to make sure... <laughs> I really take offense ma- to that, you know that. <laughs> you know, I know, but you, you, you because you have a Polish blood too, that's what yeah, you... Yeah, That's what we always have a fight with you yes, all the I time. <laughs> okay, Bill, Bill, I'm serious, listen. Three things. Number one, clean the area. Number two, supervise your dogs. I'm asking you for just one week. Please, one week. You cannot keep your eyes on them. They go in the crate. You clean whole area, and after that, you start to feed them in, uh, put the football in the bathroom. Do those things. Call me in one week. I I promise you it's going to work. If you have problems, give us a call back, Eric. We thank you for your call today at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Canadian man now has to pick up his mail at the post office. Canada's postal system has stopped delivering his mail after a carrier was scared away from his door by what she described as a very threatening cat. John Samborski says his eight-year-old declawed black cat named Shadow is gentle and calls the whole situation ridiculous. He told the local paper that Shadow likes to eat, sleep, and cuddle. You could drop a bomb on him and he'd just open one eye, take a look, then close him and go back to sleep. A Canada Post spokeswoman said she hoped for an amicable solution to its dispute with the cat owner, but also added that the carrier who delivered the mail to the house was brought up on a farm and very comfortable with all animals, just not this cat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine... Try Natural Balance. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. 
treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org Feels like time's running out. Maxed out on your credit cards, collection calls are coming every day, and you're two payments behind on your mortgage. You need help. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252, 866-800-5252. You're listening to Animal Radio. to connect with anyone here at Animal Radio, the entire Dream Team in place. Let's head on back to the phones there. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, or animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, or the very... She's dressed back in her uh, 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 whites today. She, she looks like a baby. <laughs> you must have come right from the office there. Dr. Debbie uh, joining yes. us and ready to answer your calls. We have... Uh, oh, it's a dueling Debbies. Hi, Debbie. How hey. are you doing? I'm great. How are you today? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you? I'm great. Hey, are you a, a Debbie with a Y or an I-E? <laughs> an I-E. I, oh, all right. That's that's me, go. too. So. <laughs> Yay. The old <laughs> Well, awesome. I just like to be in the club, you know. <laughs> so what can I do for you today? Well, I have a house full of animals. I have two dogs, full um, dog types. I had I have two feral cats that are older. One's fifteen. He runs the house, and a little girl, Calico. She's nine. They were both feral cats that we tried to uh, attempted to domesticate. Um, uh-huh. Recently, we brought in uh, an already domesticated uh, cat that was dumped at my husband's shop. Uh, we got him neutered. He's a young adult. And um, it's taken a little while. He's getting used to the animals. He's actually getting along better with um, Ziggy, the alpha cat, now that he knows who's boss. But he still keeps fighting with my female. I don't know what to do. Okay. When they're fighting, uh, how bad is it? Is it a verbal confrontation? Do they actually shed blood or what's going on? Well, no, there's been no blood as far as I know during the the day when I'm not there. I, I don't know. But when I'm there, he'll just you know, jump on her and start swatting her. And she's just very small and doesn't really fight back a whole lot. Okay. So that's, okay. that's the problem because she's little. Okay. And do the kitties all stay indoors or do they have outdoor access as well? They're in during the day. Then when we get home from work, they go outside and then we bring them in to, to sleep inside. 
Okay. All righty. And tell me other things about the household environment. Um, how many litter pans do you have for them? There's one big litter pan. Um, the two feral cats only use the litter pan when absolutely necessary. They will hold it all day and then okay. go outside. You know, mm-hmm. they will use it when they have to. Okay. All righty. Well, some of the challenges we have with the multi-cat homes is that, you know, the more personalities, the more fun they are, and the more you get to interact with them, but the more possible attitude uh, confrontations you can have here with the kitties. And even though that these guys are going outside and doing their toilet habits outside, we have to be really mindful of the different resources that are in the house. Now, personality-wise, we may not get all the cats to get along just because they have a personality quirk with each other, but we can do some things to try to make the indoor environment as ideal as possible, and that would be to ensure that we've got ample resource sites within the house. So that means litter boxes, even if they don't seem to want to use them, we want to make sure you have one more litter pan than cat. Ooh, that means you need four litter pans in your house. (laughs) But we need to give different sources. So one big one does not equal three or four small ones elsewhere. So in addition to that, we want to give adequate food and water sites, as well as nesting and resting sites. So you want to have water bowls at different areas of the house. Um, okay. and this, so there's different paths so that they don't necessarily have to cross one other cat's path to get to the, the water. Um, okay. And then and then perching spots. So, you know, these guys go outside, so they get a lot of stimulation out there, but cats love to be where the action is. So if you have those window perches, cat trees, things like that, you want to give multiples in different rooms of the home so that they have that opportunity. And that can go a long way to help kind of squash some of the competition that they have for the indoor resources. So that's the simple things you can do. Some of the other things, um, I should say, one other simple thing you could do is, if possible, you can put a bell on the aggressor cat um, and that can help to alert your female cat that he's in the neighborhood <laughs> he's around oh, that's a good idea that's a good idea okay yeah okay. and that may give I, her enough time to get away and find a, yeah, find a hiding I spot one more thing associated with this since he was just recently neutered does he still have a lot of testosterone in his system do you think that could be uh, part of it also until you know all the testosterone gets out of his system you know, it does take some weeks for that to dissipate down. So okay. if he's just okay. come off the, the snipping table, then, yeah, the, his hormones might be running high. Uh, and while we're talking hormones in a cat situation like this, I do like to use the kitty scent hormones, uh, pheromones. Um, there's the plug-ins um, and also the, the perimeter sprays you can use in the house. And that's the calming hormone that cats recognize when they rub their face on things. It gives uh-huh. them kind of a happy, feel-good feeling. Um, so um, I would use that throughout the house as well and okay. if all these things don't work um then we might talk some drug therapy um and it's challenging when you got a lot of kitties in the mix but sometimes we'll actually treat the kitty that's the passive one and there's certain medicines we can go with for that purpose to make them more confident in their surroundings um but if we don't have to tap into those drugs you know we always prefer to try the environment enriching right, things right yeah i'd rather not do that Dr. Debbie, our cats do uh, a strange thing that we've always accepted. Our uh, male cat, Boog, will get on top of uh, our uh, female cat, Tigger. They've all been altered. They've all been altered, and it will grab her by the nape of the neck. Now, there's no swatting of the paws or anything like that. There's no real fighting. To me, it looks very territorial or dominating uh, alpha, trying to establish alpha. Is that what's going on? 
Yeah, that that certainly is, especially if it's, you know, from the, from the top. That is a very dominant position. You know, if you notice cats that, that aren't familiar with each other, you know, if the two cats come up upon each other, that's an uncomfortable spot to be, is to have another cat above you. So it's a sign of dominance, and it is a sign of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of passiveness for that other kitty. So mm-hmm. less so than in the dog world, but, yeah, usually cats don't stay in that position very long. <laughs> the claws come out. Yeah. one eight six six four zero five eight four zero Hey, Joy, how are you? I'm pretty marvelous. How about yourself, We're missing you here. We're missing you. I know. I'm missing you, too. Joy, do you miss me? This is Vladi. (laughs) Vladi, I love you. What can I say? Of course I miss you. Of course, of course. So we will try to... But don't tell your wife. Okay. You know know what? I'm I'm European, so my wife doesn't matter. Uh I see. Vlad, yeah, I think your wife would have a different opinion. Hey, Melanie. I want to watch when you tell her that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Melanie, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, more fun than we should legally be having. That's that's what I'm thinking. Where are you today? I'm in uh, Goodyear, Arizona. Goodyear, Arizona. Do you live there or are you passing through? I live here now. I moved from San Antonio, Texas um, two months ago. I, I have and, no uh, idea where I'm Goodyear is. Loving it here. Is it um, rubber? It is named after the same Goodyear Tire Company. Yes, oh. it's just west of Phoenix. Okay. Well, what's going on? I have animal communicator Joy Turner here. How can we help you? Hi, Joy. Hello. Pleasure to speak to you. Um, well, I, as you heard, I just moved here. Um, I have a cat, a, an orange tabby cat named Digit. He's a polydactyl. That's why his name's Digit. Digit. Um, he's alone now. I had his mother and his brother. Up until, um, we've had a lot of loss in the last year. Um, We lost his brother, Romeo, to lymphoma. And six months later, we lost um, his mother to what we believe was a a stroke brought on by a brain tumor. Okay. And then um, two weeks before moving here, we lost uh, our dog, um, who Digit just put up with. But (laughs) So he's... um, suddenly now alone and um he was an indoor outdoor cat in san antonio he had, we had a gorgeous covered patio that he liked to lounge on and here in arizona um he's not going out it's just too hot and uh i just prefer that he stay in and he seems to adjust fine staying in he's getting a lot of attention um but i wonder joy how i can help him um adjust better with this move and with the drastic change and does he feel like he he's 13 okay does he feel like he needs a friend it's i don't feel like it's the right time to introduce another cat but um i've always had cats i've had cats since i was two and so bringing more into my life would be a joy okay he says to tell you things are so confusing in his life right now he's having a hard time sorting through everything he understands about all the ones who have passed he said it does sadden him and he's hadn't really gotten his life kind of organized after any one of them had passed until they all passed and then the move happened and so he's really struggling to get his life organized yeah and he thinks one of the ways that you could help him most is to suggest to him things that might work of how he could organize his life. In other words, you might suggest, well, gee, honey, I know you used to go outside. Now you're staying inside. Perhaps during the day you would like to whatever. Yeah. 
And when you're doing that, make as many pictures in your mind as you can think of about what you're saying. And he also needs to have a purpose. He doesn't feel like he has a purpose in his life right now. Okay. So think of a purpose for him, and it could be something as simple as being your companion. Which he is, definitely. <laughs> we have our playtime in the evening in my bedroom, and um, I, I have long, stringy toys that he loves to chase, and that's a new routine for us. This is something that... Um, I started doing because because his lack of going outside, you know, I, I want him to have some exercise. Yes. And so uh, that's our little time in the evening, and he loves it. And I, w- I, I have to correct myself. He is going out on the front patio that I have. It's a courtyard where I have a gate. Mm-hmm. And so he can't get out there. But we sit in the morning, and we have coffee, and he just sits and looks out the gate. He, it's not a gate he can get out. So Spoiled. Yeah, so, but, so I have uh, been sensitive to him uh, having having to deal with the whole much all at once. And he really uh, is appreciating all of that for you. Yeah. He's wondering if maybe you could have more special time with him, just okay, at least okay. for a while until things kind of feel like they're organized to him. Yeah. And if this is what you see your life as being like from now on, then you could just tell him that this is what we've been doing is pretty much the way you envision your lives together at this point. Okay. I hope that helps you, Melanie. Thank you so much. And uh, and I don't feel, I, I feel that my Romeo and my Sam, his mother, are still with me. They're they're with us every day. And uh, they I appreciate are, your time actually. today, Joy. Yeah, they are there, so. Take care of yourself. Hope to hear from you again there. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Animal Radio, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you. Uh, I could get in trouble on this one, um, because I know you're all animal lovers, and you don't draw the thin lines. Um, that maybe I do. There are some animals I find a bit more difficult to love than others. Uh, so if you want to come and get me, you know, always feel free. Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. I welcome your emails. I enjoy reading them, and I, I email every, I respond to every one of them. This particular subject, I may have even covered it loosely before, but I'm going to get a little bit more intricate right now, has to do with roadkill. I know we're in the middle, the economy is tanking. I mean, we're as close to the Great Depression as we've been since the Great Depression. Uh, And I know there are layoffs aplenty, city workers would have golden handshakes, but the length of time roadkill is hanging around in my area is obscene these days. I mean, you're running over the same squirrels and possum and uh, possi. Is that the plural of possum? I'm not really sure. And raccoons. It's really all quite disgusting, and it's going on day to day to day to day to day. And Maybe there's been so many layoffs they just can't get to it. But I say if it's a cat or a dog... Or even if you get to the point of a deer, that should be um, 
a priority. That one should go out priority. And, and I don't want to be dismissive of the possum or the possi, and, and that's why I think some of you might get mad at me. But, I mean, these nocturnal creatures that are these squirrels, I mean, you do see a lot of that. The dog or the cat, that's a priority, particularly anything with a collar around its neck. I don't want to be bleeding hard here, but I mean it. A dog should be picked up within a half an hour tops of being reported in. I don't want to drive by that repeatedly uh, with the, the these guys. What what else is their job? They're, and I, and I don't even know what their job title is. Roadkill inspector. I mean, it sounds like a movie for, uh, for the Gitter Dunn guy. All I know is, you, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna come right out and say it. I mean, uh, possum. All right, you, you know, I, I can see it coming up. Yeah, we got a possum down on Main Street. Dead possum on Main Street. It's Monday morning. Over. Yeah, I'm not really going to be able to get to that. Maybe until tomorrow or the next day. That's fine. As I said, it's a possum. You can take that day or two. All right? Fine. But if you get... We got a dog on Main Street. That's priority. Over. I want to hear that SOB come back. I'm on my way. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Hair flying all over. Fur in the studio. Look at your mic. It's I know. It's like it sticks. Crazy. It flies around the air and it sticks to your mic. I guess that's the hazard of having studio kitties. And dogs. <laughs> it's Animal Radio, by the way. Guido wants me to say that every once in a while. He says it helps with name recognition. <laughs> Animal Radio. one 405 8405 is the number to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, Animal Communicator Joey Turner, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, helping you out. And Lori working in the newsroom there. Very, very hard. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yes. Yep. Lights are dim. Got it going on. You know, within the industry, when you think about veterinary schools that are professional, that... No, that you can really uh, refer to as being the leaders in the country, the leaders in vet medicine. Uh, the first on the list is Tufts Cummings Veterinary School. And they have put out a brand new book where they've uh, listed the top tips for senior dogs. They uh, treat about 8,000 older dogs every wow. year. So they, they see a lot of what is out there. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't there a lot more older dogs now? Aren't they living longer? And well, of course. You know that because the medicine is getting more oh, technological, advanced. more advanced. That's yes. why it costs more to go to the vets these days. Mm. And when you live longer, obviously, there's more diseases, mm-hmm. more stuff you have to address. We have our friend Dr. Nicholas Dodman joining us. Doctor, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I guess the first thing I should say is it's not seven years for every year that they're alive. And I'm, when do they become a senior, and how does that whole formula work? It's, is, it, uh, is it anything that I can say, oh, he's been with me five years, and I multiply that by seven, or how does that work? Well, it's all a bit rule of thumb, and there are exceptions to every rule. But if you want a general one, we have it, a table listed in the book where you can go down and see the age of your dog and the weight of your dog and for its weight you can look up the equivalent number of human years but just to approximate you know smaller dogs live longer hmm. so a 10 year old small dog uh, say a little 
a miniature fox terrier or something would, uh, who's 10 years old might only be equivalent to a 60-year-old person, whereas a 10-year-old St. Bernard, multiplied by not 6 but 8, might be equivalent to an 80-year-old person. So the fact it goes somewhere between 6 and 8, depending on your size, and the bigger the bigger you come, the harder you fall kind wow. of thing. And, and the old age, officially, again, if you want definitions, if you're an empirical person, starts when 75% of your anticipated lifespan has passed. Which I don't like because that makes yeah, me that makes us, uh, <laughs> it's kind of scary. or something, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's we, a lot of good days left for me and the old dogs, and you know we have good memories. We understand things, you know, the world a bit better than say, a teenager or a teenage dog. Um, and you know, there's a, a lot of good things come with being old, but having super young health is not one of them and, and bits begin to fall off it's like a space shuttle on re-entry you know the oh. tiles are beginning to shake and overheat and fall off well the obvious question is what things should we be looking out for I know with my older cat I have to brush his teeth more often well that's right and dental disease in dogs is a biggie um, the fact is that if you speak to a veterinary dentist and there is a, um, a chapter by a veterinary dentist in the book um, you will find out that you know, from a dentist's perspective, and it's, it's pretty much true, that the, the mouth being the, the portal into the body, you know, the access system, is something which, if it's diseased, if you have bad teeth, which in humans is mainly caries, of course, in dogs it's tartar, plaque, and gingivitis, causing periodontal disease. If you have disease of infection around the tooth roots, it showers into your body and it affects all kinds of other systems, including you know your heart, and you're more predisposed to heart conditions and you can get um, stroke. And, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of terrible things that come from a dirty mouth. I think the Human Dental Association also is out there preaching the gospel of a clean mouth is, leads to a clean body. So. Sure. You mentioned strokes. Why don't dogs ever die of heart attacks? I've never heard you of never a die, no, you dog dying from a heart attack. I didn't realize that until just now. Yeah, they, they um, don't seem to uh, you know, have the same uh, heart conditions that we do, and you know, some of that um, is probably genetic. Um, but you know, myocardial infarction you know, caused by a blockage in a coronary artery or a, a clot that shoots north up the carotid arteries and wedges in a part of the brain causing a stroke. That sort of thing is relatively rare in a dog. Um, they just don't seem to have those uh, issues. Um, and But what they do have is they have their own heart issues, and it's usually valvular disease. Um, and in particular, these old dogs end up with, like, pearly nodules gathering on the, the heart valves, which cause the valves to become incompetent, which causes them to leak, and so the heart becomes less efficient, so they can't run as well. Something like 25% of all older dogs of 13 or more have some kind of heart condition, wow. and it's the second most mm-hmm. common cause of death. And what about the yeah. it used to be where you know you, the costs weren't so extravagant for an older dog, but now the costs are really high caring for these animals. Yeah, just generally it's very expensive, and of course, you know, generally is even more so when you have an older dog because you know older dogs, older people have more issues than those in the you know full flight in the middle of life. Um, but I've had people come into me recently where one person said, so far I'm into my dog for $60,000. I go, what? And this was a skin problem. And then another person had to have a series of operations because the first one didn't quite do it and the second one, three operations, they were in for $20,000. A gastric dilation problem, fixing that, which is eminently fixable and leads to a healthy life afterwards as long as it's not gone too far. Um, that's more like... Four or five thousand dollars, 
maybe three if you're lucky. You say here that not every senior diet is right for every senior dog. So if you're just buying a dog food in the store that says for seniors, it might not be the correct one. How would you tell? Well, you really can't. That's the uh, catch there. And the fact is there are no legal definitions of what is a senior dog food. It's just whatever that manufacturer decides it's going to mean. So they, they make well-meaning adjustments. They take the basic four-on-the-floor adult maintenance diet, and they might reduce the calories a bit, thinking the older dog is a little less um, active. Or they might increase the calories a bit more, thinking that the older dog might need a little bit more steam and maybe they're losing weight. Or they might have the protein up or the protein down, or they might add a little something, maybe a little glucosamine to help the joints. But then again, the concentration isn't enough, and you should really give it as a supplement, as a tablet. So sometimes when you switch, just on spec, if you used our table uh, of age relative to human age and the 75-cent lifespan rule, you say, ah, my dog has now passed into senior years, I'll put him on a senior diet. You do it with all the best intentions, and you find he starts to lose condition. Maybe you put him on a food that has fewer calories. We see that at the hospital. Or maybe you put him on with more calories, and all of a sudden he gets weight, and you think he's got diabetes. So, yeah, it's just it's probably better not to change the diet at all, just to leave it the way it is. And then if there's a problem, speak to the vet and get a custom diet that's good for your dog with that condition. The book is called Good Old Dog, Expert Advice for Keeping Your Aging Dog Happy, Healthy, and Comfortable. And it is written by the what I consider the top experts in the industry at Cummings Veterinary School, Dr. Nicholas Dodman, joining us. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 A lucky dog because it's a best-selling book. It's if, if your store doesn't have it, just ask them to order it. They've obviously sold out. Or you can head on over to Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble to get it, and we'll put all that information over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Dodman, thank you so much for joining us again. My great pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetFlow.com. PetFlow, P-E-T-F-L-O-W. They were calling last week saying, what are you saying? PetFlow, PetFlow.com. Now you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of uh, premium food on the Internet. I think they have like 70 different brands. Wow. Probably yours. Best of all, get free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Time's running out. You're maxed out on your credit cards. The collection calls are coming every day, and now you're two payments behind on your mortgage. Every time you turn on the radio, there's some cheerful couple telling you how they got out of debt overnight, their stress is gone, and everything's just wonderful. Come on. The truth is, what sounds too good to be true is too good to be true. You need real help, and you need it now. Not bankruptcy. That should be your last choice. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. We're the attorney-driven program, dedicated to helping you get out of debt in months instead of years, saving you thousands, and without risking your family home. We know what we're doing, and we don't make promises we can't keep. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. 
Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. This is Animal Radio. Let's head back to the phones. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with dog father Joey Volani or Vlani the world famous Russian dog wizard or animal communicator Joey Turner or Dr. Debbie. Hi, Doc. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm, you know, I'm doing great, but I started off a little rough today. Hazard of the job. Started my first patient, took the temperature, and squirted the anal glands all oh, over me. Whoa. Oh, that's a that's a very stinky thing like for you. Fish. Yes, it is. It's nasty. Yes. Yeah. So that was the start of so my. So the question day, so. is, did did you charge the the patient for an anal <laughs> gland? <laughs> that was a freebie thrown in there. <laughs> Not my doing, but it's getting, the day's getting better since then. <laughs> okay, good. I believe we have. Is it Doug? Hey, Doug. How you doing? Hey, folks. My girlfriend bought me a uh, uh, poodle, and um, it seems to have a microchip in it, I guess. She got it from a poodle rescue uh, organization, um, and they informed her that they they were going to be the second to call in case of an emergency. Now, the only way I see this, that they could be doing this, is if their information was on that chip. How can I get their information off of that chip? Okay, so once you're actually the owner of this dog, you have the rights to have who you want as the contact information, with some exceptions. On most microchips, that'll have a record of where the chip was purchased from or where it was implanted. So that will stay on record, but that's not necessarily the contact information. So what normally happens is you have two options for contact information, your first or primary, which is yourself, and then a secondary, which tends to be a friend, family member, someone who lives elsewhere than you do and you have the right to choose those and update that information as you see fit the companies will charge you for it but but yeah you have control of that information but you're probably not going to ever take them off of the history if they were the ones that put that chip in why is it you want to change just for curiosity well i just i look at that more of a it's a personal thing that okay they sold me the animal i gave them their donation and why should they have any further contact okay that seems fair. That, animal. that seems fair. So, so basically, doctor, he would uh, get in touch with, let's say, if it was Avid, if it was an Avid chip. How do you know what kind of chip it is? How would they figure out what kind of chip it is, doc? Well, it's very easy. If you don't know, you don't have paperwork, take your dog to the closest veterinary office, and they can scan for it, see what right. the chip identity is, and that'll kind of help uh, direct you. But if you have paperwork and you know what company it's with, you just give them a call or go online, and you can take those steps and, and get the pet registered appropriately how you want it. Okay, and I can get them taken off of there as the second to contact them, right? 
Yeah, because yeah, really, the second contact is legally would be a second party that they would, um, whoever found the dog, would re- be able to release the pet to. So, yeah, if you don't want them to be that person, you have that right to change that. So okay. Now, they might charge you to change it. They might say, okay, it's going to cost you 30 bucks to change it. But uh, that's, oh, that, that's That's fine. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't care. I just, like I said, I don't think that, I don't feel that they have a right that, you know, sure. that they should have to be the second contact. Uh, for that dog. Now, I'll tell you why these uh, agencies do that, and I see it all around. In mm-hmm. fact, some of our animals have that, too. And that's because if, for some reason, they abandon the animal, they want the animal to return back to the agency where you got it. So that's why they do it. But you can change it. A great question, Doug. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that question. At one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The whole Dream Team is here at your beck and call. one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Villani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. A pet travel expert Susan Sims with giveaways. And Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Brand new survey came out and says over half of Canadians trust pets more than people. This is uh, sort of a give me. Over half of Canadian pet owners think their animals are more reliable than people. And nearly all of them talk to their pets on a regular basis. Well, that, I talk to my pets. Of course we do. Do you tell your pets things you wouldn't tell the closest of your friends? Mm, no, I don't think I've really revealed any secrets to her. Really? No, my pets squeal. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they always, they always tell my wife. Uh, 90% of pet owners talk to their pets, and nearly a third of them admitted to confessing their secrets to them. Wow. Yeah. Huh, maybe I'll have to think about that. This is why Joy Turner, when you're in Joy Turner's business, you hear a lot of things that you you don't want to hear. Mm. I'm thinking. <laughs> That's right. If you enjoy Joy's house, you can't tell your pets anything, <laughs> because they'll go right back and tell her. Was it, is it time for your segment now? Oh, do we have the theme? <clears throat> <laughs> Joey's uh, tip is brought to you by Senior Pet Products. You can uh, get 25% off your entire purchase. Pretty good deal. A d- wow. deal you can't refuse. If, you know what I mean? All you got to do is... a deal you can't... That you'll never refuse. Head on over to their website, and uh, they have an Animal Radio logo on the front page, and they ask for your promo code. In that promo code area, put Radio SPP, and you'll get your discount on everything you shop for. Thence, thus forward... So you get the discount for starting. Yes, and that SPP stands for Senior oh, yeah. Pet Products. So Radio SPP. Hey, you know what I like about that? Yes, what? The good thing about that is, is as you shop, you're getting your discount right from the beginning. Ah, so you, you can, can get see the, you get to see what you're saving. Yeah. I like that. So now's a good time to get that. And who knows how long that 25% discount will be going on for. It's a deal that could be gone tomorrow. Yes. Can we get your music again? Guido, can we get his music again? You know, that was my wedding song. Yeah, you were telling me Your that. Your wife agreed to that, huh? She wanted it. The, 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 the words are great. They are. They are. Uh, not a lot of people really know the words. It's I don't a, know the words. I would have a hard time unless I was uh, doing that, uh, where they have the words in front of you, where you sing. What oh, karaoke. It? Karaoke, yeah. What are the words? I don't have a clue, but 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 I remember I, I remember when when she um you know played the song the first time. I said okay because the theme from The Godfather isn't your typical wedding song. No. She didn't hear the words. 
with your tip today, Joey Volani, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I got a great tip today because what's going to happen real soon is we're going to start having our flea infestation. Oh, yeah. Mainly, you know what? I don't know so much in California because I haven't been here that long, but oh, definitely... Yeah. In the Northeast, I know, I know in Florida and whatnot. And what ends up happening is if you don't treat it right away, you're going to have major problems. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is when pets get fleas, they also will go into your carpets. Now, they'll go on to you, but they'll bite and they're going to leave because they don't like your blood. They need a, they need a, a host, but not a human host. But they'll bite you and they'll make like a mosquito-sized mark and, and, and it'll be itchy and whatnot. But what happens with dogs is... A lot of dogs get what's called flea bite dermatitis. Now, flea bite dermatitis is an allergic reaction from the flea bite. And what happens is the dog scratches, scratches, scratches. They got to go to the veterinarian. Usually they got to get some cortisone to take care of it. But in the meantime, we got to go take care of our fleas. So this is what you got to remember. One flea can turn into hundreds because Every 21 or so days, they reproduce. 21 so what days? Is if, yeah, Whoa. 21 days. So what happens is they lay their eggs, and then you have more fleas, and you have more fleas. But remember this, because a lot of people don't like to use pesticides. The topical stuff works that the vets um, you know, will prescribe to you, but I recommend go to your veterinarian first. Make sure that your dog can actually, um, can, you can put this on your pet because a lot of times dogs will get sick, and I've even heard cases of pets dying because people just bought it over the counter without mm-hmm. checking with their veterinarian first. The other thing is, let's just say that you're in a pinch. And you don't have anything. And I noticed that, that my dog has fleas. Yeah. In a pinch, and I say in a pinch because I wouldn't do this all the time, but dish detergent like Dawn really? works wonders. Really? Because fleas have an oil coating around them. Once you break that oil coating, they're susceptible to anything. And what happens is they usually break down and die. They, they basically dry up and, 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 and die. Wow. So Dawn dish detergent will work wonderful. Don't get it in your dog's eyes, of course. And again, it's not something you want to do all the time, but in a pinch, it works great. But remember this. We did a study when I owned a grooming school and we found out that dogs and cats that are kept clean are less likely to get fleas because fleas like a yeah. dirty environment. Yeah. And they thrive in it because they know that they're more protected there. So the cleaner you keep your pet, the less chance they are going to have fleas and fleas that stay on them. How often should so, you bathe them? You know what? If you use the right product, and a lot of people say you shouldn't bathe your dog um, you know, weekly, daily. If you use the right product, it's no different than you can bathe your pet every single day. Now, not that you're going to do wow. that, but your pet, you know what, For the, generally every four to six weeks works wonderful. And also use a product that's made for dogs or cats and says so on the label. A lot of times things are just for dogs and things are just for cats. Make sure it's specifically spelled out on what you're using it for puppies, cats, dogs, kittens. Very important. Always start with the head because fleas will run actually in the dog's or cat's ears and nose across their eyes to get away from it. They're smart. And they'll wait there until you rinse everything off and then they'll go back about the pet. So if you do the head first, they'll run down to the back area and, and the behind. And what you can do is then work down and get them all that way. 
Oh, that's a good tip. Oh. We're going to put that up on the website at AnimalRadio.com. Joey Villani exclusively on Animal Radio. Well, not exclusively. Sort of exclusively. I mean, he's everywhere, <laughs> but he's, he's really right here. But this is, this is my home base, Animal Radio. Time has flown by again, and we need to head on out of here. 1-866-405-8405. That phone number is open all week long, as well as uh, email. You can email each and every one of us directly from the website at AnimalRadio.com. Lots of good discounts. Check out the website if you haven't seen it yet, or friend us on Facebook, or get your alerts about the recalls over on our Twitter page, Twitter slash, Twitter.com slash Animal Radio. Uh, we'll catch you back here for more Animal Radio next week. is Animal Radio Network.